Faith, Hope and Love, episode 334, The Solemnity of Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe, Year B. It's very fitting that the last Sunday of the Church's liturgical year, this Sunday, we celebrate the Feast of Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. Christ the King, as we often call it. This is a celebration which looks forward to the fact that ultimately, at the end of time, our Lord Jesus will definitively take his place as the ruler of all creation. All things will be placed under his authority and power forever. In one sense, this has already begun. The reign of God is already here. God's kingdom is already amongst us. The kingdom of God is already at work in us and around us. However, at the end of time, the reign of God will be established in its fullness, with any opposing powers comprehensively defeated and vanquished. We know we still live in unsettled times, and there's still values which oppose Christ's gospel. But it's so completely reassuring to have this message this weekend, that the forces of violence, hatred, deception and injustice, which we don't underestimate, will ultimately be defeated. They'll be put under Christ's feet and destroyed. Today in the Gospel, Jesus is standing trial before Pontius Pilate. Pilate is questioning his apparent prisoner. Pilate's questions are arrogant and confident. He thinks he's in control. But we Christians have long been challenged to see beyond appearances. We're invited to see the very truth behind the surface. It is Christ who is actually in control at all times, even though he seems to be the prisoner on trial for his life. Christ is really the free person. Christ is freer than Pilate by miles. Pilate, who actually is rather keen to release Jesus, but is scared of what other people might think and scared of an insurrection. So Pilate is actually the prisoner. Pilate compromises the truth for political expediency and by doing so, binds himself up. Jesus is the king of truth. He so authentically lives the truth that he lives according to integrity and that's all that matters. If we succeed at something by deception or hypocrisy or disregard for the dignity and welfare of others around us, we lose. Pilate is virtually calling Christ a fool for pursuing this non-violent approach, this persistent preaching of the gospel. He's saying to him, do you realise you're going to get yourself killed and what good will come of your values then? Pilate is really confounded by Christ. He asks him to explain more and Christ, to the utter astonishment of Pilate, says nothing, remains utterly silent. Pilate doesn't know what to make of this. But the truth is, Jesus knew if he compromised his principles merely to try and avoid death or to avoid persecution or to prevent other people from being unhappy, then everything that was really important in life would be lost. Jesus' principles and their practical application is the true message and it was worth giving everything to preserve and to fulfil. Christ stands firmly for the fact that the ends never justify the means. What we stand for is what we will die for. And in fact, how we get to the goal is part of the journey. 
Jesus tells us that the truth is all that matters. However, Pilate has an answer for this. And what is truth, he says? He thinks he's being clever. He, like so many, has turned truth into a commodity that can be bought and sold at will or changed to suit the person who's looking at it. Yet we know that truth is not a statement. Truth is a person. Truth is a way of living. Jesus and his life and everything he stood for and taught is the truth. Can we dare to follow this radical king? The one whose way of thinking is certainly not of this world, but is certainly intended to transform this world and change us and all of the world around us. True power, we know from Christ, is actually power for, power for others, not power over others. Instead of dominating and subduing people, true power is service, the leadership of service, which helps us to become truly the people of God that Jesus wants us to be. Christ has a vision for the people he created us to be. There's a nice quote that I find very insightful. The writer Paul Tillich says, Distrust every claim for truth where you do not see truth united with love and be certain that you are of the truth and that the truth has taken hold of you only when love has taken hold of you and has started to make you free from yourselves. I love the preface too of the Eucharistic prayer for this feast day today because it names the beautiful qualities to be found in Christ's kingdom which we celebrate today. Christ's kingdom, which has already begun to take hold in our hearts and in our lives and worlds, is a kingdom of truth and life, a kingdom of holiness and grace, a kingdom of justice, love and peace. This week, my mind keeps coming back to the concept of Jesus being the universal king. And so we're not only his disciples and followers, we're also his subjects. What does it mean to be a loyal subject, a servant of the king? This puts our lives into a new perspective. God's ways and values and priorities are about giving without expecting a return, loving without counting the cost. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord, in all your fullness. Take your rightful place as king of heaven and earth. Lead us in the ways of your truth. Come, Lord Jesus, as king of of our hearts and lives. Amen. When I was a child My youthful heart when it was running wild But wiser now I will rest those ways Though somehow Oh
greatest gift in all creation a gift that's lighter than the words of you not resentful but gaining joy in truth for faith hope and love abide and the greatest one is love is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and divinity and wisdom and strength and honour. To him be glory and power for ever and ever. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Hello everyone, and goodness and kindness to you all. Welcome as we gather to take time to reflect upon the meaning of God's word and sacrament in our everyday lives. My friends, on this last Sunday of ordinary time, the last Sunday in the calendar year for the church, in order to worthily celebrate the sacred mysteries, let's first acknowledge our sins. Have mercy on us, O Lord, for we have sinned against you. Show us, O Lord, your mercy, and grant us your salvation. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your
Let us pray in thanksgiving for Jesus, the King of the universe. Almighty, ever-living God, whose will is to restore all things in your beloved Son, the King of the universe, grant, we pray, that the whole creation, set free from slavery, may render your majesty service and ceaselessly proclaim your praise. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Daniel. I had a dream and visions as I lay in bed. As I watched in the night visions, I saw one like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. And he came to the one who is ancient of days and was presented before him. To him was given dominion and glory and kingship that all peoples, nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that shall not pass away and his kingship is one that shall never be destroyed. The Word of the Lord. The Lord is King. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is King with majesty enrobed. The Lord has robed himself with might. He has girded himself with power. The world you made firm not to be moved. Your throne has stood firm from of old, from all eternity, O Lord, you are. Truly your decrees are to be trusted, holiness is fitting to your house, O Lord, until the end of time. The Lord is King, he is robed in majesty. A reading from the book of Revelation. Jesus Christ is the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and freed us from our sins by his blood and made us to be a kingdom, priests serving his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming with the clouds. Every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And on his account all the tribes of the earth will lament. So it is to be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Bless
Blessed is he who inherits the kingdom of David, our Father. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Alleluia. 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 The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Pilate asked Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, My followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. The Gospel of the Lord. Over the past year we've heard a great deal about the royal family, and not all of what we heard was good news. Apart from Queen Elizabeth, who seems to be able to rise above any unpleasantness, some of the other royals have been in the firing line for a number of less than pleasant accusations. If our only understanding of what a king does was associated with English royalty, then today's Feast of Christ the King would have very little significance. Essentially, we don't know what kings do. They seem to be largely ceremonial, which is quite the opposite of what we know of the life of Jesus. He was rather the antithesis of the modern understanding of a king. History tells us that kings had great power, influence and responsibility. They were often loved and respected, but many others were warriors cruel and oppressive. They had control over the lives of others and ruled rather than led their subjects. The best kings were the ones who knew their people and lived their lives among them. They didn't seem to be guarded from their people, but used truth as their shield and compassion as their throne. Now students of John's Gospel will know that one of his literary devices is his use of irony. The Pharisees can't see, but the blind man can. The Samaritan woman has a bucket for the well, but is still thirsty. The soldiers need weapons to arrest an unarmed Jesus. So John uses the image of the powerless prisoner before Pilate, the powerful ruler. And we're left wondering, who's the real king? Who has the greater power? I came into the world to testify to the truth, says Jesus. In that one sentence, he summed up what he believed is the duty of his kingship. The one who upholds the truth and lives by it is the real king, no matter how lowly, imprisoned, tortured or rejected. Nothing can defeat this king who stands on the foundation of truth. Now even though we might be slightly uncomfortable with the use of the term king today, it's in fact the feast day of integrity and moral witness. There are not too many kings and queens of today 
who are prepared to lay down their lives for their subjects. History tells us that when the going gets tough, some monarchs get going, and that's why the courage of Jesus is such a strong witness. In the face of certain condemnation, he did not back down. In fact, he took the fight right up to the face of Pilate. Now, as demanding as it can be at times, we are urged not to back down or be seduced in the face of power or pride, riches or greed as the world might present it. Our goal is not to shrink from the challenges that will surely bear down on us. To be able to put our love of people ahead of our love of things that might offer us the empty promise of riches and status. We might be criticised for it, bullied and mocked. But whoever has a well-formed conscience and is prepared to live by it will never be put down or derided. No excuse or apology is ever required for doing the right thing. Each of us is born to be lifted high by the truth that guides our lives. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ his only Son our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. The Lord is King of the universe and of our hearts. Unlike any earthly king, his kingdom will never end. Worthy of trust and reverence, he's still our brother who now hears our prayers. that the Church will continue to welcome people into the kingdom that is not of this world. Let us pray to the Lord. That civil authorities will acknowledge that this world's power is temporary and use their leadership for the good of their people. Let us pray to the Lord. That the sick and the suffering may experience Christ's healing power through our health care and social welfare services. Let us pray to the Lord that Christians will bear witness to the truth and listen to the Lord's voice.
Let us pray to the Lord. That those who have died may gratefully join their King, who has triumphed over death, especially those for whom we now pray. Let us pray to the Lord. Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth, hear the prayers of your people. Bring your kingdom of love into our world. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. As we offer you, O Lord, the sacrifice by which the human race is reconciled to you, we humbly pray that your Son himself may bestow on all nations the gifts of unity and peace. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For you anointed your only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, with the oil of gladness, as eternal priest and King of all creation, so that by offering himself on the altar of the cross as a spotless sacrifice to bring us peace, he might accomplish the mysteries of human redemption, and making all created things subject to his rule, he might present to the immensity of your majesty an eternal and universal kingdom a kingdom of truth and life, a kingdom of holiness and grace, a kingdom of justice, love and peace. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. 
You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dew fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one, by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress. 
as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May the mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy, be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. The Lord sits as King forever. The Lord will bless his people with peace. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already here, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Having received the food of immortality, we ask, O Lord, that glorying in obedience to the commands of Christ, the King of the universe, we may live with him eternally in his heavenly kingdom, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. Thanks everyone for joining us for this time of prayer and reflection. And this is the end of the church's calendar year. A new church year begins next Sunday, and it will be what we call Year C. And that particularly focuses on Luke's gospel for most of the year. This year, year B, we've been focusing on Mark's gospel. So it's wonderful to have that journey through the different gospels. And with the beginning of the church year, we begin Advent in preparation for Christmas. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen. May he let his face shine upon you and show you his mercy. Amen. May he turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace. Amen. And may the blessing of Almighty God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit come down on you and remain with you forever. Amen. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, the NCC USA. Psalms, 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray, by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin by Geoffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love theme hymn in memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stefan Kelk, 2019. Quiet Time Instrumental Reflection Music, written by Paul W. Kelly, 1988-2007, and this arrangement, Stephen Kelp, 2020. Today I Arise, Patricia J. Kelly, original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelp, 2019. Production by KER 2021. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise with love from on high. The name of the three in one. Today I arise through heavenly eyes. Your grace to God and guide. Today it begins. 
stay.